This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is one-on-one's NFL Friday. Trent Richardson in Indianapolis Colt. Kenny Ducey and Nolan Silvernagel, welcome to week three of one-on-one's NFL Friday. And the news that just shook the football world a few Shocked days ago. Everyone, Kenny. It yeah, was uh, unbelievable. Trent Richardson, of course, going to, uh, to the Colts for a 2014 first round pick, which is returned to the Cleveland Browns. And uh, he only played what 18 games in the Browns uniform. I, something like I yeah, it's got to be 18 because yeah. yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. They're the Browns. Um, <laughs> I like this trade. I actually like this trade for both squads. And we'll, uh, I'm sh- I don't know what your opinion on that is, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into it. We'll yeah, get into we'll that talk later. About that. Uh, also, LaShawn McCoy still doing it. 20 carries, 158 yards last night, uh, and a touchdown. Mike Vick, four carries, 99 yards. Uh, no touchdowns for him. One through the air, two picks. And those two picks, a big reason why the Chiefs are now 3-0. and They knock off the Eagles. And that was, at the beginning, a laugher. I, well, not a laugher in terms of like a huge blowout, but I mean, the way that game started was just comical to me. You got... The four, the the three and out, then the Chiefs punt, the fumbled punt, they kick the field goal, and then you know of course the pick six the next drive, two plays late. I mean the, the Eagles after a start like that, it's so hard to win that game. Yeah, yeah, Kenny, you said it was definitely an interesting start to the game, but you know viewing it as a fan, all you can really hope is uh, that the games are close, that they are competitive, and for the most part, it, you know the Eagles were always within a touchdown or so of the Chiefs. But you know a lot of props to Kansas City, a lot of props to Andy Reid coming back into Philly. Getting the win, you know, I really feel like he unjustly kind of got the uh, got and got bounced out of Philadelphia with all that he had done for that team. Um, most career wins, uh, nine division titles, five NFC East championship games. So, you know, he had a really good resume, obviously ended on some bad notes. But I was really happy to see him win. It was a close-scoring game. But, uh, you know, like we're saying, Chiefs, 3-0. and Already have gotten more wins this year than all of last year. Pretty unbelievable. <laughs> Alex Smith, a big reason for that. I've actually enjoyed watching him. He ran 11 times last night, only 32 yards, but he's been he's been mobile. Looks like you know the guy who was you know the number one pick uh, years back. Also, Donnie Avery, seven catches, 141 yards, and Jamal Charles. So really, I mean, you got Smith, who is now a very good. Uh, he was a game manager last year. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. That's how he was seen. But he thought he was more than that. And he's getting a chance right now with a good quarterback who's worked with guys like McNabb and Vic in the past. And he's making the most of it. He's, he's throwing to Donnie Avery. He's also got Jamal Charles in the backfield. I mean, this is they've got some nice pieces um, with, with the Chiefs. I am actually a believer in the Chiefs going forward. After, after their 2-0 start, I said, I think the Chiefs are for real. And obviously it's always tough to say that because yeah. – Look at the Bills. The Bills have been the Chiefs like four years in a row or something. I mean, there are so many times that a team starts 4-0, you go, wow. Uh I remember when the Bills started 4-0, I think it was um, like four years ago, something like that. And remember, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was like the man. And and then they drafted Spiller years Uh years later. And then... So, I, I mean, are they, are they for real? Well, it was interesting because our very own uh, Mike Watts here at FUV, he, he tweeted something, and it was a very good point. It was that the last year the Chiefs, they had seven pro bowlers, and the reason that they were bad was because they didn't have a good quarterback, not good coaching, and a lot of injuries. And two of those three problems are clearly fixed. So once you address those problems, you're going to be definitely a better team. I mean, Alex Smith, 
I really think he got a tough break out there in San Francisco. Like he said, worst thing he ever did for his career was get a concussion. So Kansas City was given a very good quarterback. You have Andy Reid, like I said, whose resume in Philadelphia was you know, the best, if not one of, if not the best coaching resumes for the Eagles. And so you have two great solutions to those problems. You had those seven Pro Bowls. You had the for you had the number one pick in this past year's draft. This could definitely be a team that I could easily see making the playoffs. You know, as of right as of right now, moving forward, you know, but injuries of course always comes forward. But I I think they're looking good. I think they look like a good football team. The Chiefs and, and Alex Smith won twenty two of his last twenty seven starts, courtesy of the the boys in the back there behind Very the glass impressive. and Very uh, and, and girl him. Kelly Coltis, of course, uh, is our producer Matt Morrow, engineer Julian Adienza doing Adienza things. Um, yeah, <laughs> Just so room for the Jets back there. I, I, think, I think the Eagles are interesting this year, too. And I always, I always hate using the word interesting because we use it like 20 times a show. But you look at it, it's really a weird season for them because I think that obviously they're going to lose games like this. Yeah, they yeah. lost a mm-hmm. game like this to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were no one was sure about them. But at the same time, they have such a high-powered offense. I read a tweet last night, uh, Chip Kelly's horses now look like ponies. You know, oh, so, But I, I really think they are horses. I think that maybe the offensive line, maybe, maybe it's a little bit tired. But LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Vick, I'm not sure. And I know that I might get hate for this. I'm not sure you can ask for a better offensive core in football right now in terms of athleticism and speed at three and positions. And the scheme that they're in and Chip and Kelly's offensive powered, scheme. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's like why you I, need I, fast players like yeah. that. Yeah. I've been telling you know my, my friend, my roommate actually, that look, this is the year to own an eagle in fantasy football. I mean, Absolutely. they're going to get yeah. they get reps. McCoy has looked great. I, I mean, again, and then the defense. If the defense comes around, Michael Vick. Maybe not a winner, okay, because he does make big mistakes in big spots. But he's very talented. He's going to rack up the yards this year. He's almost kind of like uh, oh, Tony Romo. I think yeah. he, because, he, you know, you, you obviously he's had a little more playoff success than Tony Romo. But statistically, you know, at least with, with running, what he's given you running, and then, you know, passing is not as good as Tony Romo. But I think statistically he's a pretty good quarterback. But yeah. pressure spots, not the best. And it's definitely interesting that you say that because I remember when I drafted Vic in probably the eighth or ninth round in our fantasy league, I got a lot of uh, a lot of hate from the oh, fellow yeah. FUVers. They said, oh, well, when, no, when are you going to get a real quarterback? When's that going to happen? And right now he's the third-ranked quarterback yeah. in uh, fantasy points. So, I mean, he's been, he's <laughs> been a huge pickup. But um, it was really interesting, Kenny, because they've put up over 30 points their first two games. And then on the short rest on Thursday night when they only have four days to recuperate, they they just don't look as in sync. They don't, like you said, not quite as horses. They kind of look like ponies. <laughs> so it's definitely showing that that Chip Kelly offense, it, I think it really does tire down that offense, and that's kind of why they struggled Thursday night because they didn't have those three extra days to rest and recuperate. So it's early in the season, and I think when they come out with nine days rest, they're going to be explosive. But it's going to be interesting to see if this team can – carry this type of momentum, carry this type of attack until late December. I mean, that's a long time away. Hey, hey man, I was not one of those guys giving you flack because (laughs) in another league, I drafted Andrew Luck very high. Then I drafted Michael Vick as my backup, and I said, you know what? Michael Vick's going to have such a good year, I'm going to trade him, and I'm going to get a great running back in return. And sure enough, I put him on the block first week. I said, hey, Michael Vick's available. And people said, oh, if I wanted a real quarterback, I would have asked for one. Mm -hmm, And and I got the same same things for you. 
And then he had a great week one, and I was like, hey, guys, you know, he's still there. So, you know, I think I'm actually going to trade Andrew Luck now, maybe. And maybe yeah. maybe keep Michael Vick. I mean, I have two great quarterbacks now, and Terrell Pryor on the bench. So, hey, I don't know. But, I mean, if you're plethora, a Vick owner. Plethora of quarterbacks. If you're a Vick owner, picked up, uh, picked up Pryor before week one. Too. Picked up Pryor prior to week one. Uh-huh. If you... And Pryor before the article in the Ram, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Prior to my column in the Ram about Terrell Pryor. Well, prior to the season, the Giants looked pretty good, and now, eh, I don't know. And with a Giants report, we bring in our favorite Malo, Mr. Eric. If there's a big red button that says panic, I sure hope someone in the Meadowlands pressed it. The Giants are owned to their worst start since their Super Bowl year in 2007. But in spite of the talent on both sides of the ball, this team doesn't look bad for the Super Bowl if they don't make some major changes immediately. Turnovers on offense, zero pressure on defense, and the worst run game in the NFL have put Big Blue in a major hole. Coach Tom Coughlin still has confidence in his squad, but knows changes need to come quickly. I see us get a little bit better each week. Uh, is that fast enough? No, of course not, but I do see progress. On deck for the Giants are the Panthers. Despite their 0-2 start, they're not going down easy. Carolina is hungry, playing at home, and they're looking to turn their disappointing season around behind multifaceted star quarterback Cam Newton. It's easy to forget this team won five of their last six games to close out last season, and they are certainly capable of going on another streak with their array of offensive weapons and underrated defensive front. The G-Men can turn their season around, but they'll have to fix some things first. To start, the run game. Ranked 32nd in the league, Big Blue's O-line needs to open up holes so David Wilson and the other backs can run free. Also, the defense needs to apply pressure. They have a mere two sacks on the season, and that has to change. And I think it will. The Giants have too much pride to let their season go to waste this early, and I feel Eli and the offense will lead the way on Sunday. My prediction, Giants 30, Carolina 20. Covering the Giants, I'm Eric Mallow, WFUV Sports. You can always count on a great... Uh, song in the background of Eric Mala's Giants yes, very, reports. Very Love great mu- taste in music, Eric Mala. Very good report. You know, he said it right. Things have to change for this Giants team. 0 and 2. And like you, you know, like he said, their Super Bowl season in 07, they were 0 and 2. This is a I different. Don't, I, don't bl- I don't believe any of that, by the way. And I'm like, I don't believe in that. But like, I've heard so many Giant fans go, like, well, last time 0 and 2, we won the Super Bowl. So things are looking up. It's, it's just like, no. <laughs> this no. is a great. 0 and 2 is a great start. Yeah, exactly. What are you, what are you kidding like me? They're Come trying on. to justify Come on. it. No, not good. These guys. No, I, I think that this is a different 0 and 2 because you had so much faith in guys who were either injured or letting you down right now. Mm-hmm. JPP, and again, this is only two weeks into the year, but JPP and uh, Justin Tuck. Have not been the same. Nope. Uh, no, at least thus not. far. David Wilson uh, fumbles and now now he's very tentative. He's not good at all right now. I wonder if he like can get passes. Like you said, he's tentative. He's thinking about it now. It, yeah. Is that going to affect him throughout the year? I don't know. It's gonna be. It's affected him so we're far. Have to find out. Yeah, it really has uh, affected him so far. Andre Brown's hurt. Eli Manning hasn't been that great. No. So uh, and again, a guy like Ruben Randall was supposed to come in and save the passing offense by taking some of the load off of Nixon Cruz, and he hasn't really emerged that much. 
Did you see him fumble the ball on the one yard line against Denver? Did did you did you see that? I did when when he fumbled that ball, and thank God Denver had a penalty, so it wasn't yeah, a I, fumble. I remember but that like, very well. He was literally a breath away from getting that football into the end zone, and he still fumbled it. And of of course, the Giants had to sell for that field goal. It was just unbelievable that like he just doesn't he just didn't have that know how, just didn't have that drive to just get the ball literally <laughs> an inch over. It's unbelievable to watch that. But yeah, you said it, Randall. He's had his own issues so far this year as well. Our guest today certainly saw that play happen, Nolan. He is Paul Schwartz of the New York Post covering the Giants for, well, I think longer than I've been alive. Paul, <laughs> great to talk to you again. How you doing, man? Good, guys. How are you? Good, good. And, uh, you know, the Giants, starting out at 0-2, David Wilson was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be shouldering most of the workload. Andre Brown was going to be there to help but right now, he's not looking, at least he's looking tentative, and that's making him not look like a guy who can be an every-down back, maybe even a three-down back. What say you about his future, at least this year? I mean, he might be good in the future, but this year, what are you expecting from him? Well, he's their starting running back. They have no other choice. He's their first-round draft pick. Uh, they, you know, you don't usually draft running backs in the first round unless you think they're special. So I wouldn't give up on him. Um, they have no choice. If Andre Brown was here, uh, instead of being out with a broken leg, it would be more of a shared role. And if, uh, um, you know, David Wilson fumbled like he did in the first game or just wasn't playing well, Andre Brown could certainly pick up his share of the load last year, right at this time in the third game of the season, just like this year when the Giants are going to Carolina looking for a win. Andre Brown got his first career start and had two touchdowns and 113 yards. But he'll be back in the second half of the season. Right now it's David Wilson. Uh, you know, Brandon Jacobs will get a little bit. Darrell Scott will be a little bit. But the only way for this offense in the running game to do anything is if David Wilson does it. And I expect um, he will get a decent load uh, Sunday in Carolina. You mentioned Brandon Jacobs. Were you happy with that signing last week, or do you think that maybe the Giants should have gone for Willis McGahee because they might have been able to use him in more situations? Um, happy? Um, <laughs> um, or would you prefer that over McGahee, I guess? Well, it, it, it's um, no, not really. I mean, Jacobs knows the system. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody they were going to pick up was going to gain a lot of yards and take a lot of you know, the plays from scrimmage. Now, we'll see what McGahee does this week. You know, he'll be activated this week, and we'll see what he does, uh, you know, where he signed. Um, you know, I don't think Jacobs has a lot left in the running game, but his legs are fresh. Uh, he's had some knee problems in the past. You know, last week I think it was just too much too soon. I don't know why they gave him seven rushing attempts. I didn't think that was warranted. You know, after all, he's not played virtually all last year. It was yeah, a completely yeah. wasted year in San Francisco. And he had no training camp, no preseason. So I thought I thought they really did him a disservice by giving him seven rushing attempts. You know, he barely gained any yards last week. So, um you know, anyone who they picked up, the one thing about Brandon Jacobs is he's a big guy. He can pick up the blitz. He can block, which is good. Maybe eventually he can develop into more of a short yardage guy than what they have right now. Ruben Randall, kind of a disappearing act in week one, and targeted nine times, only caught three passes. Against Dallas, he had a little bit of a better go of it, 100, over 100 yards. He caught five of his six passes. This year was supposed to be a big breakout season for him, at least in a lot of minds of Giants fans. Uh, to take kind of the load off of Cruz and Knicks. But right now, I mean, if you really look at the Giants, the only guy being talked about and being playing extremely well right now, Victor Cruz, where does Randall fit in here? Did you see the first game? I did see the first game. He was tremendous. He had a 100-yard uh, receiving game. Ruben Randall is probably a future star. Last week, got targeted a bunch of times, and 
you know, did not make some plays. Actually, um, the interceptions were really Eli's fault and not Randall's fault. Uh, no, Randall's a good player, very good player. Uh, like I said, first game was excellent. Uh, really looked like, you know, the three amigos kind of thing with Knicks and Cruz. Uh, not as good last game, but I think uh, he's poised to have a very big game this week. Uh, Carolina is depleted in the secondary. I think over the middle is where they are most depleted, and Randall could really take advantage of that, especially if the guys on the corners really uh, you know, take up a lot of the coverage. I think Randall in uh, crossing patterns and slants will really do some damage on Sunday. Talking about the passing game, Eli, he's tied for first in the league with seven interceptions already. Are those more on him or kind of on the team? And should Giant fans, should they be kind of concerned about um, the, so many interceptions so early? Well, seven interceptions, you have to be concerned. You know, it doesn't matter whose fault they are. They can't happen. Uh, you know, they're, they're, Eli Manning likes to say there's a story behind every interception. And, you know, then he gives us a story. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, a lot of times it's a, a, a wrong side adjustment. It's a little bit of a bad throw. Mm-hmm. You know, last week they're going in for a uh, field goal down 10-9 that can put them ahead after yeah. all they've been through. And he throws an interception on the pass where he was said he was throwing the ball away. So that's just a bad throw. I mean, it's not a bad decision because the throw away is fine. It's a bad throw. Sometimes it's literally just a physical thing. Um, no matter what it is, it's got to stop. He's never thrown seven interceptions in a two-game span. And, and you know, Eli is a risk taker. He has the third most 25-yard or more receptions in the league the last three years. He's also got the third most interceptions. High risk, high reward. Uh, the Giants, you know, they love the, they love the reward, but not at this price, not at the price of so many turnovers. I mean, he came into the season saying he wanted to have single-digit interceptions. And oh, good luck with been, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said he's got to reassess now after seven and two games. Yeah, definitely. Kenny Ducey, Nolan Silvernagel here on NFL Friday talking with Paul Schwartz, New York Post Giants writer. Paul, uh, switching to the defense here, JPP, uh, he was a little hurt early on uh, in training camp, at least. He was very limited. Uh, he hasn't been JPP yet. Justin Tucker hasn't been Justin Tuck yet. And the pass rush in general, the Gi- it's been the staple of the Giants, and it hasn't been there so far. Do you agree that this is essential to turning around this season? Yeah, no question. I mean, that's what the Giants hang their hat on on defense, pressure with the four guys, mainly with their defensive ends. And, you know, there's been nothing there. JPP is coming off back surgery, and it's going to take time. That's all there is to it. We all thought, you know, well, he'll get back, he'll have a game, he'll get his legs out from under him. He did get a sack against Tony Romo in the opener, although he said he played terrible in that game. That was his assessment. I thought he was a little better last game, but as he as he said the other day, my brain knows what it wants to do, but when it tells my body to do it, my body doesn't do it. So it's going to take some time. The guy had no preseason, no training camp. You know, he's got to be a really, really good player. He's got to be a Pro Bowl-type player for this defense to work. You know, Justin Tuck is coming off two down years, and I thought he's looked active in the first two games, but not really, really productive, and that's a problem also. Matthias Kiwanuka is another guy who I don't think he gets a pass, but... You know, he's got to pick it up. This is a guy who is a natural defensive end. He, 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 he um, you know, sucked it up and played linebacker for several years because the Giants needed him there and they had enough defensive ends. Now he's back at defensive end. He's playing a lot, and he needs to be better. That's all there is to it. Paul, looking towards Sunday, Corey Webster, he's now listed as doubtful against the Panthers. Uh, how much of a void will this be for the Giants team? 
Yeah, that kind of threw the Giants for a loop today. They didn't expect this to happen. Tom Coughlin on Wednesday, you know, I asked him, you know, Tom, it looks like everyone's healthy here. And he said, well, you know, this is going to be great. Hopefully we can make some really good decisions on Sunday about who's playing, you know, based on who we want to play and not on injuries. And said, uh, you know, we just let's hope we get through these next few days and there's no issues. Well, all of a sudden, Corey Webster comes up with a hip flexor and he's doubtful, which means there's virtually no chance he'll play on Sunday. You know, the Giants think that they have some depth at, at cornerback. You know, Prince of Mukamura is there, obviously. Uh, Aaron Ross, they signed this guy as insurance. Now, he's not a great player. He's not as good as Corey Webster, but he's a veteran. He knows the system. You know, he spent his one year uh, last year with the Jaguars, but he's a giant. Um, you know, and, and he, last week is interesting. He didn't play one snap on defense last week. So he's going to go from nothing to a lot. But they have Terrell Thomas. You know, thank goodness for that. He's been playing well coming off his third ACL. Jerron Hosley is a cornerback who, who, you know, has got some potential. So I I think they'll be uh, okay. This is not a terrible week for it to happen. You know, they have Steve Smith. They have Greg Olson, the tight end. But, you know, this is not the Broncos, and it's not the Cowboys. So, you know, this is not an array of weapons here that the Panthers have. Paul, finally, uh, Scam Newton, as he's been called, he's only ran for, you know, he's run for under 60 yards this season so far in two games. Do the Giants contain him on Sunday, and do they get this win? Well, I, uh, contain him, um, you know, uh, as you said, uh, Cam is not running a lot this year. You know, he, he's not throwing for a lot of yards at all. I mean, really, really um, possession-type stuff. You know, Steve Smith, I think, is averaging less than 10 yards a catch. So, you know, it's a little bit of a pop-gun attack right now. You know, the Giants are wary of Cam Newton. They know he can run the option. You know, the guy's got 1,500 yards and 22 rushing touchdowns his first three years. So, you know, he is a threat. You know, the option is something the Giants studied a lot this offseason, studied tapes of college games. You know, they know they have RG3 twice and Michael Vick and Alex Smith next week. You know, they have a bunch of guys. Cam Newton's in that category, although he's bigger than those guys. Uh, I think the Giants win. I think they're a better team. They're desperate. Uh, they're healthy enough, this Corey Webster thing notwithstanding. You know, they're going to win a game at some point. This is the perfect spot to do it. I don't think it'll be 36-7 to like it was last year. That was just, a, you know, a cakewalk. But um, I think the Giants win the game. They're the better team, and, and, and they, you know, they desperately need to win. Paul Schwartz, New York Post. It is always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Good luck. Uh, or have fun watching the game on Sunday. Have a little fun. Yeah, All right. right. Thanks, guys. Take yeah, care. Thanks a lot. So that is Paul Schwartz, once again, New York Post, joining us on One-on-One's NFL Friday. Some good stuff from Paul there in terms of you know, what we can expect from Cam Newton against the Giants. Let's move into that matchup real quick before we, uh, we move on to the Jets here. And... You know, he's right. He hasn't ran for a lot of yards. He hasn't thrown for a lot of yards. In general, the Panthers haven't scored a lot of points this year. Uh, I think the Giants are actually scoring, outscoring them by an average of, yeah, here we go. So they've only scored 15 points per game. Yeah, the Giants have scored 27. Of course, though, they've allowed 18 points per game. Still, it's it, it you know begs the question, is this offense going to show up against the Giants defense that's been, eh, you know, or are the, is it going to continue? Exactly. It'll be interesting, Kenny. And ironically, last year in week three, the Giants did play the Panthers and they gave them a beatdown, 36-7. And that's definitely something that uh, Big Blue needs th- coming this year. They just need an absolutely dominating performance. Um, you know, it's early in the year. They need to start turning it around. I definitely think it's possible. I mean, they did have success around Cam Newton. I believe some of the players this past week were – 
saying they believe it could happen again. Obviously, like we were saying, um, some players banged up. Corey Webster not being there is obviously going to hurt. But um, I think they can uh, pull away with this win. I think they'll be a good game for Giant fans. I, I mean, I, I think if it's even close, that would be probably a bad look for uh, for New York. But you said it's only a one-and-a-half-point favorite, right? So, I mean, yeah. obviously some people are not going to think it's going to be as big a blowout as other people, other people might think. You know, there's one team in New York that ha- is guaranteed to have the same or better record than the Giants after this week. The Jets! I That's love right. that cheer. I do love that cheer. I think it's a good cheer. It's probably one of the best in pro football. You can't beat it. You know, they needed to send out instructions on how to do it, though. I heard about that. So that is that's that is sad. Maybe it's not the greatest. Or maybe it's just difficult. It's, it's so great that it, they want to make sure that not, they get it right. Well, it's not because you, you got to you get, gotta get right. the hand the hand motions, and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's like at the end you got to move you your to hands J- forward. E, there's rhythm to it, Kenny. Well, there's it's no rhythm. there's no fireman to tell me what to that's do. That's unfortunate. So, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, Jets, Geno Smith uh, on Thursday night against the Patriots. I saw that. Um, I saw that people were saying maybe the Jets should have won that game. The Jets shouldn't have won that game. They, they won had their opportunities game. and they lost they and, and they slipped game. them away. So it, it wasn't an awful loss by any no, means. No, definitely not. They had their opportunities. It was they a had, tough they loss. Didn't, they didn't get them because you, you got a rookie quarterback. You're not you're not gonna win those pressure games the rain with a rookie quarterback in New England. Yeah, it was a tough game. Yeah. It was a tough loss, but not awful. It was it wasn't a forty to ten beat down. No, we'll put it that way. You're it was, right. It wasn't a Thanksgiving butt fumble game. <laughs> it was not. Chris Venezia <laughs> fills us in now more on, on the Jets. The Jets are back at it this Sunday at home against the Bills after about a week and a half off. Gang Green took on the Patriots last Thursday night in prime time falling 13-10 in an ugly game that saw Geno Smith throw three interceptions. The rookie talked after the game about his poor performance. With the costly mistakes that uh, were completely on me, um, you know, we didn't get it done. And you know, I take full responsibility for that, and you know, I will get better from this. But enough about the past. Let's talk about their matchup this weekend against their 1-1 one one division foe. The main storyline for the game is going to be the QB matchup as two rookies go head-to-head. Bills have E.J. Manuel, the 16th pick in the 2013 draft. The Florida State product should have his confidence through the roof after engineering a game-winning drive which ended with a touchdown toss with just two seconds left. Going back to week one, Manuel squared off against New England and had a heck of a lot more success than Geno Smith. He completed 67% of his passes, threw two touchdowns, and didn't turn the ball over once. Emmanuel's facing a Jets defense that's looked spectacular early in the season. Gang Green's D is second in the NFL in yards per game and sixth in stopping the pass, allowing just 143 yards a game through the air. Meanwhile, the Jets' young quarterback is going up against a Bills passing defense that sits 23rd in the league, giving up a little less than 250 yards a game through the air. So it's prediction time. The Jets' first two games of the season have been ugly, gritty ball games, and I don't expect much to change as two rookie QBs square off. Home field advantage should give the Jets an edge, but don't expect much offense. Jets 17, Bills 13. With the report, I'm Chris Venezia. That was so. It was like it was so loud, and then 
I'm Chris Venezia. Yeah, it's you know? perfect. You know, Subtle. you got to make that Bring grand entrance for Chris Venezia. And look at him. He usually, you know, he's pretty, you know, he doesn't root for the Jets. He'll uh, predict the games as he sees them. But he has the Jets taking this one certainly, and pushing them to 2-1. and one. Certainly no Joe Vidiello. EJ <laughs> Manuel, too nice. Last week with that game-winning drive, wow, the fade yeah. to Stevie Johnson. How does, how does Stevie see- Johnson get that open? No, Stevie Johnson should never, ever be that open, especially ever. when it's the final play to win the game so close to the end zone. But seeing the yeah, Emmanuel go down, you know, crying, awesome. first victory, that that was a nice moment hey, for I the was, NFL. Definitely. You know, as a, as a Jets fan, uh, that I've, I've said this before, not this year, but I've said it before on this show. I, I was I was rooting for Manuel, man. That was that was nice to see. You know, yeah, I, I enjoy good, good stories in football, and that was now that he's going to face the Jets, who not they didn't pass on him once, but twice. So maybe maybe they've got. It would, it would be a very interesting game because because of what you just said, how the Jets were passing on him. You got two rookie quarterbacks. You know, they weren't first round draft pick rookie quarterbacks. They were in the later rounds. You know, second and third. And it'll be interesting to see them match up. It'll be kind of like a duel. Um, but like, but you know what I mean? But there will be mistakes. It'll kind of be like which quarterback makes the least amount of mistakes is going to win on sa- on Sunday. It'll be interesting to watch, absolutely. Geno Smith has looked pretty good, I think, over the first two weeks. I mean, the first What would week, you give him 1-10? to 10? A six, six. Six. I would six. give him a solid 6. Definitely a 6. six. Um, with, you know, I think his ceiling this week is an 8. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. I think the Geno Smith, look, he's a rookie, and you know, would first of all, would Matt Sims do a better job? Is a question that has to come up because there are a lot of you know new report out this week that people in the Jets organization, a lot of them, want Matt Sims to start. That's ridiculous. I didn't. I think it is too because no, you had your pessimistic Jets fans before the season even started, saying, oh, Matt Sims, man, look at what he did against the fourth-string defense, yeah, you know? look at everyone. My neighbor was out there playing corner. Look at what he threw, how many touchdowns he threw. Yeah, his I mean, his daughter was, like, was calling offense. It was great. It was great family It was event. ridiculous. I mean, yeah. come on. I, but at the same time, I mean, you know, Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent. I mean, you know, there are a decent amount of stories like that. But, look, I mean, one preseason game against a garbage defense is not going to tell Gino's you. And done nothing to warrant that type of response. Right, the team but... is 1-1 one one right now. Golden opportunity, maybe even go 2-1. and one. Right. I, I, I don't think there should be any calls for Sims whatsoever. Your team goes to 1-7. and seven. Gino Smith hurts his ankle. He has 30 interceptions. Maybe try Sims. But well, you have to. Until then, you don't. Because he's your backup. Well, Brady Quinn's really your backup quarterback. So. Yeah, Brady Quinn's I'd actually there. like to see Brady Quinn start a game this year. That'd just be cool. Um... Start a game, a game and do well, or just start a game. St- start a game and well, just start a game. That's, just start that's a game. <laughs> baby steps. We're doing baby steps here. Julian okay. Adienza is a, a Jets fan. Th- th- this team has to run the ball. They yes, don't run yes, enough. Julian. They can't. Why are they? Why are you throwing the ball if the receivers can't catch? How many it? rushing I, I don't yards? Understand how this. many rushing yards did they have at the half? They, they had, had like a hundred yards, like at the half. They were or something. They were really. They were really racking up the yards, and then they just they abandoned well, it. They well, abandoned over a hundred rushing yards, Kenny. Bal- Blau Powell was a big part of that, and yeah, Chris he was. Chris Ivory was nice uh, for three quarters. Then they didn't go to him in the fourth. They didn't run at all in the May, fourth. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no. I, I think oh, you know what though. People were saying feed feed Ivory. I say feed Powell. Powell was really look, Powell has looked really good this year, which is great to see because he was a fourth round pick, I believe, four years ago of the Jets. He hadn't done anything until now. He'd been hurt. He'd been held out. Yeah, you really haven't heard his name before this season. Blau Powell uh, is showing you something, and I think that you know he should be getting sixty percent 
or maybe between 55 and 60 percent of the carries. Ivory get 45 or uh, 50 to 55. But or no, sorry, forty-five to fifty. There we no, go. no, 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 forty 45. to forty-five. Forty to forty-five. There we go. I finally okay. got that right. There it is. Um, I'm a broadcaster, We're not a mathematician. There. But uh, looking at the game, Nolan, the Bills and the Jets. Stevie Johnson is going to go up against Cromartie. You would assume the Jets yeah, secondary that's... actually hasn't been that bad this year. They they have a bunch of no names. They have like Darren Walls, and uh, they have Dewan Landry at safety. I like this secondary. I think that. It has a lot of potential. Quentin Copels as well is probable on the defensive line. If you get him, is, Wilkerson, he, is he probable? Because I yes, know he was probable. Pra- I know he was he practicing had ankle on surgery. Wednesday. He had ankle surgery a month ago, and yeah. he's probable. And, and Rex Ryan that would help a lot. Rex well, Ryan that I said I just I don't know how he does it. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a huge pickup because I I know I I was just um. I was just looking it up on Wednesday for Cass, and um, you know they say Cobles first time doing position drills, most activity in a month. So for him to go from that to starting Sunday, that'd be really impressive. And they wouldn't put him out there if he wasn't ready to go. If he was, if he wasn't aware of um, all the situations and everything, I yeah. think I think that'd be a very nice pickup for that for that Jets D. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's their first round pick of two years ago, so mm-hmm. they're gonna protect him if he's not healthy. Of exactly. Course. Him, Richardson, Wilkerson. That's a nice line. I the Jets have a very young defensive unit that is, in my opinion, for its age, very good. Uh, you know, you look at the future. I mean, you look at Copels and Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson, who are all very young. Wilkerson's already a beast. Yeah. Uh, and then of course Milliner, who you know he's he Rex Ryan pulled D Milliner last week from the game, and he said it was because he wanted to win the football game because D Milliner wasn't playing well. Now you're going to see D Milliner. They don't. He, Rex Ryan today said he didn't know if he was going to start, but he's going to be in the rotation. So that's something to go look for going forward: is where D. Milliner plays and how much of a leash does he have? Right. If he, if how many times can he get burned before Rex Ryan pulls him out of that game? Like, how good does he have to be to stay in? So yeah, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how how much leeway they're willing to give him moving forward. Because Rex, like you said, he's he's willing to pull him whenever he needs to. We didn't give our predictions for the Giants and. You know what? I'm not even gonna. We're not gonna give a prediction for the Jets because I'm just. I don't. Since we didn't do it for the Giants, that's what I'm gonna hold them for our prediction segment. Wow, special show, everyone! Make sure you keep watching because all of our picks are pick backloading. Well, you know what? Pick them is so fun. Why not extend the segment? Exactly. Man? It's probably the best. Why segment not extend we got here. it? Yeah, I enjoy that. Anyway, I think it's time now to go to uh, broader our horizons here with our general NFL segment. Trent Richardson, like we mentioned at the top, traded to the Browns. You like it or you hate it? Oh, well, I think if you're a Browns fan, you got to be upset. I mean, it's got to hurt. This team has nothing. And, you know, your quarterback is, is Whedon. Brian who, Hoyer right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's him now. You know, it's Whedon who has that sprained thumb. You have no idea how he's going to be this year. I thought that pick was just an awful pick. You know, he's, he, he was just so old coming out. You have no idea how he was going to be playing against other grown men like that. He, he's already He was already aged so much. So you have no quarterback, really. Trent Richardson was just an animal, one of the best running backs in the league. You go and trade him for a first-round pick. It's risky because you don't know how high that first-round pick's going to be, and you don't know how that person's going to turn out. You drafted Trent Richardson. He's proven himself in that one year, at least, that that he can perform on this level. So it's a lot to risk, but I, I do respect how the Browns looked in the mirror. They saw where their team was going. They didn't like where their team was going. And they're just going to try again for the future. I mean, I think they have 11 picks for this upcoming draft. They are going to reload like no other. So as a Browns fan, you know, you get tired of it. They're saying, you know, next year you got to wait, got to wait. 
So I kind of see where they're going. And if you're a Colts fan, you got to be ecstatic. You have to be ecstatic that you got Trent Richardson, Demo, Andrew Luck doing everything. They're, they're, that ter- puts them on a different level, in my opinion. Yeah, that makes Andrew Luck better. That makes T.Y. Hilton better. This makes this whole team better. Absolutely. Uh, if you're a Colts fan, of course, and uh, they said he's going to get as much as he can handle on Sunday, it's going to be fun to see him in that offense, in a good offense. Mm-hmm. He's Playing a for stud. a good team, being right. relevant, play, right. chasing a playoff spot. Here's, here, here's my take on this. He, he's a stud, okay? Yeah. Trevor Justin is a stud, and, and when you have a stud, when you have a talent like that, you build around him, right? So I... I do understand where angry Browns fans come from. You have a tremendous talent. He isn't. He, they said he didn't fit it. it didn't fit their system. You you build around him. You make the system fit yeah. for Trent Richardson. <laughs> exactly. On the other hand, like you said, they have eleven picks. They have two first round picks now in in twenty fourteen. They have two third round picks, two fourth round picks. This means you're guaranteed to get your franchise quarterback. You get your Bridgewater. Maybe you get Clowney number one. I mean, this team right now looks destined to have a top three pick. In the draft. I'd say top three. Um, yeah, that's a very good choice. So you'll have that. Then you'll have the Colts. It'll be a pick. battle between them and Jacksonville. Right. Then you'll Who have the then you'll pick. have the Colts pick. You know, and Chiefs aren't in there surprisingly. Then you'll have the Colts pick um, at the the bottom of the first round, which is a, a good place to pick too. Don't you know? It's not like any other draft, like the you know NBA draft or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are seven rounds. Anything in the first round, even second round, is very good. Even third round, really. Um, so. You'll get you can get an offensive lineman there. You can get uh like the the Jets got Nick Mangold in the bottom of the first round. You know, and he's you can, turned out to be unbelievable. Yeah, he's been, he's been their most recognizable player right. this year. Yeah, you, know? you you get a wide receiver there. You get a tight end. Whatever you need. But the point is that they're stockpiling picks now, so they have what five in the first three rounds. So you'll get a franchise quarterback. You'll most likely get a nice offensive threat. You can find a nice running back in the you know the second through fifth rounds. I, I not a Trent can. Richardson though, not a Trent Richardson. But maybe you wait till 2015 to get a Trent Richardson. I mean, you can first of all they like Montario Hardesty, who's been hurt for two years now, who they drafted in the second round a couple of years ago. Um, but I mean, Eddie Lacy was a second round pick. I don't think Doug Martin was a maybe third or later. I mean, Blau Powell's been all right this year. He's a nice complimentary back. You went in the fourth round. It it's not a law that you have to get a great running back in the first two rounds. First of all, second of all, I don't think that any running back's worth the first round pick. So I think the Browns also come away somewhat of a winner here in this trade. I think both teams benefit. I think the Browns yeah. realized they don't like they didn't like Richardson and they got a first round pick for him. So I think that's Browns, a win Browns for them. Browns benefit for the future. Colts benefit for the right. year now. So it's just it's just a matter of viewing it in those different ways and seeing how that's going to go for each franchise. And I mentioned to someone who I was discussing this with, my roommate, you know, you look at um, where the the Browns haven't drafted well, right? So that's maybe no. a reason to like say... Like I just said with Whedon. Right, so that might be a re- reason to say, okay, well, this doesn't matter. But you can't... I mean, you can turn it around with a new coaching regime, a new GM. You look at the Jets. The Jets were notoriously bad drafters. They dra- they passed on Marino. They passed on uh, Warren Sapp. You know yeah, what I mean? The but list just goes but on. now look at their draft. Over the last five years, they've drafted Revis in the middle of the first round. Obviously, Sanchez wasn't that great. But you know, you look great at, for those first two years. Yeah, yeah he brought you know? the AFC Championship game two years in a row. He got Mangold. Uh, they've been able to find some decent players. So you can turn your team's drafting around with maybe a new head coach with a new attitude towards the team. That's what I think the Browns are hoping for here. But yeah. guys, oh. let me jump in for okay, a second. Yeah, yeah. What's up, <laughs> if Julian? You let me. No, yeah. Um, hey, it's Matt. Um, what do you guys? I mean, what do you oh, guys yeah, think about? Matt. Okay. I mean, what changed between the first two games of the season and the off season? You know how. 
they didn't have all these questions about Richardson and the direction of their team, you know, three weeks ago before the start of the season. So now maybe, they're maybe no one was willing to give up, you know, a, a first round pick for at that point. You know, maybe they were just holding out for whenever they could get that. Yeah, what, first does, round or, pick. what does this say about the the rest of the year? You know, they're yeah. or, they've heard everybody saying you know they're punting on first down, which is what they are. Because now I I agree with you guys. It's the, a good Browns, it's a good point. They come out pretty well, but at the same time. Who wants to play for a team like that now? Like, what if, you know, we've seen, you know, over the years now, some guys, they don't want to come to teams anymore when they feel they won't, you know, have security. And now they're the third overall pick, correct, Richardson? Like, yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Now he's gone, so there's no there's no security for anybody. So I would have a high quarter a high draft quarterback want to come to Cleveland. Matt Morrow, our engineer, weighing in. You know they do have yeah, Josh, does have a good point. They you do know, have that... Josh Gordon and Greg Little uh, in terms of guys who are talented who play there and will I think continue to play there. Well, but, Gordon's suspended. I right, believe, but he'll be right? back through the, in through the first four. Right, I, I believe. He's right, suspended. but he's I mean yeah. he's great. I think, yeah, no. and they picked him up in the supplemental draft. Uh, I want to say two years ago he was pretty high. Um, but yeah, I mean so it's you know. But, but yeah, Matt, but yeah, Matt. Matt's absolutely making a great point. If you're a Browns fan, of course you're upset because you know, like you said, it's not even October yet, and your season's already going to be tough to watch if you even want to watch. And you know, you are thinking about the future, but you know, the draft is going to be a huge day, and you know, it's just tough. But you just got to look at that light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, the draft has really helped out teams. I mean, look at Kansas City, first round draft pick. Now they're three and zero. The Colts, they were awful. They get Andrew Luck, they make the playoffs. I think in the NFL more than any other sport that the draft really works itself out so that every team that if they have a bad year, they have the perfect opportunity to turn it around and make it happen again. And, you know, it's definitely frustrating that the season is lost, like Matt pointed out. But, you know, they're trying looking forward. They're trying to do what's best for the franchise instead yeah. of maybe just another 6-10 and 10 season. I mean, maybe they knew something about Brandon Whedon's thumb that we didn't. But it is, a, it, you know, brings up a, a good discussion there of what did change over the past three weeks or so. I mean, maybe they just saw that their defense their defense actually isn't that bad, too, which is something that this team has going for them. Again, I, I really think... The offense 20, is averaging I eight think, points. I That's think next season you're going to see, you know, maybe like what the Colts had. Maybe they're 8-8, eight and eight, you know. I, a surprise I think that team, the Browns, yeah. And that's all Browns fans want. They just want a decent team. They don't even want a good team. They just want a decent team. Yeah, you know, that maybe wins forward. eight games. But and this uh, team wasn't going to win eight games. Yeah. They, they, no, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't, so they weren't going to win eight In that sense, it, makes, it does make sense. But, you know, try to make it get get it done before the season starts. Yeah. But if you're not going to get the right price, you're not just going to sh- ship off yeah. Trent Richardson just to get it over before the season begins. Before we get to fantasy, a couple storylines in the NFL we just need to briefly mention. One of the big ones, Alvin Smith, arrested at 7 a.m. this morning uh, for suspicion of DUI, crying and listening to Drake. Maybe that was just because his new album's so bad. Um, <laughs> it's really, it really isn't. Maybe that he good. was just so emotional over that win. You know, maybe uh, crying. He makes 14 million guaranteed. Call a cab. <laughs> what the hell is going on in your mind that you have to drive home at 7 in the morning? Drunk. From where? Yeah. Why? No, yeah, that, yeah Why? that's ridiculous. Just call a cab. I don't I, understand it. I would never it. drive again I like, if I, I got there's, 14 there's million no a one, year. There's no one you have to hide from like, oh, I just took a cab home last night. Or, you know, it's, it's not like it's impossible to go get your car. You make $14 million calling. I don't get this. It happens with all these athletes, all these famous people. I, I mean, just call a cab. How hard is it? Pick up your phone. It's like it, you every, press a button every seven player times, that's ever gotten a DUI. You don't even have to. Just listen to that. You don't right, even have right to call now. it. You can just go outside. You can go outside if you're in a city and just wave your hand and get it. I mean, 
Interesting. First, and who is he hanging out with that's letting him do this, too? He's Alden Smith. He plays with the 49ers. He's one of the best ends in the league, or, you know, pass rushers in the league. I don't understand any of this. And that's going to hurt the 49ers uh, in a big way because I think they've already deal- dealt with one big injury on that defense, if I'm not mistaken. Now they have Alden Smith to deal with if he's going to be disciplined by the NFL. This is a big issue. Wow, Kenny, just throwing the red flag right there. Yeah, no, but you hit it right on the head. It shouldn't happen. You know, too many athletes who see it all the time. They shouldn't be put in these situations when they're making that type of money. You know, there's always going to be a car service that's going to be able to be there for yeah. them. And like you said, it not only makes them look bad, it hurts your entire team as well. It's yeah. really selfish decisions. An update, the San Jose Mercury News reported that marijuana and pills were found in his car. Oh, man. Uh, so he's now been arrested for possession. His body alcohol content was .15, which is t- pretty much twice, twice the legal twice, limit. Yeah. So Significant that's, amount of alcohol. That's, yeah, that's bad. so that's just a bad night for Alden Smith. Um, and then, uh, of course, on a, on a kind of lighter note, I guess, injuries, uh, Ryan Clady on the IR, that's big for the Broncos. That's a huge blow. Uh, Reggie Bush should play. Andre Johnson, Ray Rice, Brandon Whedon, MJD are banged up, and the Pittsburgh Steelers stink. Yeah, basically. Good summary. That's, that's what's going on in the league right now. How about your uh, virtual leagues? How about let's, let's do that. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. Oh, I, I, hello, I'm, hello. A, I'm a proponent to this this theme song. What up, Bobby Goobin? It's like Bobby's walk-in theme song. You know, like you, you know, Bobby's about to lay some knowledge. Exactly, right I'm now. strutting him with some knowledge. Exactly. So, so what we, so what we got quarterback wise, man. Let's well, let's just let's well, just get well, right well, well, before we gum, jump into right. the guys I like this week and the guys I don't like this week. I want to do my segment called Bobby's Believe It or Not. I got it. I Believe it or okay. not. Yeah. I got it. So these are five guys I took I took their performances from last week and I said whether or not I'm a believer in them or not. All right. So first one up, James Starks, 132 yards and a touchdown. Eddie Lacy banged up. Do I believe it? Absolutely not. Most of those yards. Thank you. Most of those yards were garbage yards, where they were running down the clock, you know, because they were already up on the Redskins. So no, I am not a believer in James Starks, and you should not start him or even add him for that matter. I don't think he has much value at all, unless Burned. you're an Eddie Lacy owner, which then he has a little bit of value to handcuff him. Yeah. Martellus Bennett, seven receptions, seventy-six yards, two touchdowns. Jay Cutler. Has somebody else he believes in other than Brandon Marshall? And for that reason, I gotta believe in him. I'm believing in Martellus Bennett, proud owner in the in the Fub League. In the Fub League, <laughs> Charles Clay, five receptions, 106 yards, another tight end, Miami. Gotta believe him. Gotta believe. I think Ryan Tannehill is looking for guys he can feel safe and comfortable with. I think Charles Clay is that guy. He looks like he had some talent last week. I think he keeps it going. Or Steve Seminary would say, Ryan Tannehill. Continue. <laughs> Eddie Royal, seven receptions, 90 yards, three TDs. Wow. Five TDs. starting. Five no. TDs garbage. in two Eddie weeks. garbage. You may not like this, but Eddie Royal, I'm a believer in oh, this he's year. A believer this in year. Royal. This I year. This year. Okay. Not this week, which I'll no. get into later when I talk about my stardoms and sit-ums. But going forward, absolutely. The Chargers have no clear number one receiver. Clearly, Eddie Royal has the best rapport with Phillip Rivers. Somebody's got to be the number one wide receiver. And not to mention, Malcolm Floyd is banged up. 
Of course I got to believe in Eddie Royal. Oh, Vincent Brown. How about Vincent Brown, man? Yeah, what did he do last week? Not a lot. It's six fantasy <laughs> points. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah, well – if you guys are listening to this segment, I'm pretty sure you're not excited about six points because neither am I. Bobby, since we're since we're talking about that, just real real quick. Sure. In the Fub League, I picked up Titans D against uh, San Diego because I had Steelers D going on against um, the Bears. Steelers you, D. Do you, do you think that was year. a you think that's a smart pickup? You're asking your opponent. That you're like, saying the no, Steelers. I'm facing, I'm facing uh, the Kelly. Steelers defense over the Titans defense. No, Titans defense. I know, but over, you're, instead you're of the Steelers, 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 right. Steelers D. Because of the matchup, it's close. But I would, I would agree with that because the Titans D has played well. So I, I would do that move. Hey, as long as Bobby Gubin agrees. I, and, and it, now that you mentioned, that's, that's a good segue because my last, believe it or not, is Philip Rivers, a guy I own in the Fuv League. Okay, I looked like a genius last week starting him. I dropped him. For, Too bad for I still lost because Reggie Bush got injured, but hey, injuries happen. Nothing can happen. But <laughs> what are you going to do about that? But Phillip Rivers, 419 yards, three touchdowns last week. I'm not a believer, unfortunately. Despite owning him and despite starting him for a second week in a row, the only reason is because I have Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Schaub as my other choices. I'm not a believer going forward for the season, but... Boy, that game against the Eagles was stunned. And Kenny, I don't know what you're I laughing about. I just saw your but... your your team logo, and I thought because oh. <laughs> I'm that's the first, believe it or not, fitting in this segment. That is the first GIF logo I've seen ever playing fantasy, and it is Stephen A. Smith just just like, come on, man. So that I appreciate that. I do, I Thank did you, not man. expect that when looking at your team. I try, I try. So now we'll move on to guys I like this week at quarterback Matt Stafford against the Redskins. Everybody and their grandmothers destroyed the Redskins. I hate to pack, uh, you know, pile it on Washington fans, but Matt Stafford is going to throw for at least two touchdowns. It's a given. Colin Kaepernick against Indianapolis after that horrid, horrid performance against the Seattle defense. I think he wrecks Indianapolis. I think he runs wild on them. I think it's an ugly game for Colt for the Colts. And lastly, you, you're going to be stunned at this because you're a Jeff fan as much as I am. But Tom Brady against Tampa Bay for no reason on paper other than I just think he gets finally after yelling after yelling at his receivers nonstop, I think they they look like geniuses this week. You know what you think they look it, good they, against Revis. They, they look good against Revis. They oh, pull it together. No. And and no I think receivers. Tom Brady has his best game so far this season. You know what's so funny about that? I don't know. The agree yelling with that, if Jay Cutler yelled at his receivers like Tom Brady did, he would be crucified. We would be, That's because be, Jay Cutler didn't win three be Super Bowls, here, so of course. It's not <laughs> yeah, even but, close. No, but they'd be like, oh, he's so immature. How right, can well, you let do me, that? Let me, let me continue for these fantasy owners because I know they don't want to hear another rant from you. All right, running back, Frank Gore against Indianapolis. I just spoke about how the 49ers are going to run wild against them. No Sean Marine against Oakland. Oakland is terrible, folks. If, Pitt, uh, if Denver gets up early, they're going to run out the clock. I think No Sean Marino gets a lot of garbage yards. Joyke Bell. I'm a Reggie Bush owner. I wish I had Joyke Bell. I think even if Reggie Bush plays this week, Joyke Bell is still a quality play. He's going to catch the ball. He's their safety valve with Reggie Bush hurt. I like him a lot. At wide receiver, all Broncos wide receivers at Oakland. I don't know which one of them are going to get most of the touchdowns, but they're all quality plays this week. But is that almost bad? Because it is. It's tough. Should, it's like, like the if you have an Eric, offense if you have like an Eric Decker versus Roddy White situation. Right. If you're well, if you're in that situation, I don't. I have Roddy White in another league. You're starting Eric Decker, Roddy White. You're going to miss his first healthy game back. You're going to miss it because you're going to just keep killing yourselves each week, starting Roddy White. Wait until he has a good game, and then you start starting. Here's you, it. Can't, you can't. Do it Here's an interesting way. one for you. Since Roddy White's hurt right now, if he comes back, 
Uh, Julio Jones has been a monster. I, I have Julio Jones and Megatron, which has basically carried me well, to that one win I had. I'm one and one. Yeah, I went, I, who beat you first week? Um, I, I can't remember. Uh, so <laughs> who, who, I, I'm also, I, can I just say, I'm 2-0, and one of only three. And you have the, the worst name league. in the league, so. The Nasty Nolans. You do not want to face what, what, what accent the was Nasty that? Nolans. Was that like, with the, the na- I'm not even going to repeat that. 2-0, uh, baby. Cash give, Money Milliners on top. Anyway, um, so. What do you see Julio Jones going for? Is he is his production going to drop off at all, or do you think Ryan's pretty comfortable with him right now? I think Ryan's very comfortable with him. I don't see his production dropping much at all. I mean, when Roddy White comes back, he is going to see a dip, but he was successful last year but with not Roddy that White, much so not that much of a dip. No, not at all. So moving on to the other wide receivers I like this week, DeAndre Hopkins oh, against yeah. Baltimore. Andre Johnson is banged up. You know, Coming back, he'll probably play with a concussion, but he's not going to be as good as he normally would be, and DeAndre Hopkins looked like a man. Dude, a he's going to be grown man next Julio Jones. Game. Next Julio Jones. Okay. Like, they, like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be outstanding. And last but not least, this is a guy that a lot of people might not know, Andre Roberts. Okay, He's a wide receiver on the Cardinals. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is banged up. He's dealing with hamstring tightness, and they're going to get behind New Orleans. And I think Andre Roberts is the receiver on the Cardinals that gets most of the targets. Uh, at tight end, uh, I love Owen Daniels this week. The Ravens have allowed the third most yards in the league to tight ends. I think Rob Gronkowski, if he plays, nobody is happier than Tom Brady. And that's a big reason why I think Tom Brady has a good week this week if Gronkowski plays. Even though he hasn't played in a long time. Even though he hasn't played surgery, in a long time. He's six foot seven. He's the Gronk. Dude, nobody wants to play again. more than him. Yes, he probably will, but that's a story for another day. Okay, Antonio <laughs> Gates, I think when he's healthy and Rivers is clicking – He's an elite tight end. There's no doubt about it. So I like him going up against Tennessee. I think the wide receivers, the Chargers wide receivers, are going to have a tough time. Guys, I don't like this week. Ben Roethlisberger, do not start him under any circumstances. <laughs> ever yes. or this week? This ever. week. This week. I'm not going to go as far as to say he's a total. I haven't dropped Watch him out. yet from okay. my team. Okay. I think down the road, the Steelers may pull it together. But for the next coming weeks, do not start him. Andrew Luck in San Francisco, again, I can't stress this enough. I think the 49ers murder the Colts. Uh, Jake Cutler at Pittsburgh. I am pretty sure Pittsburgh is going to do everything short of, you know, doing illegal activities on the field to pre- prevent going okay. from 0-3. Okay. Oh, to prevent going from 0-3. Troy okay. Paul can do that. Okay. So I think Jake Cutler has an ugly game. At running back, Darren McFadden, I – you all know I hate Darren McFadden. Oh, Against Denver, they're going to fall behind. They're going to abandon the run. It's going to be the Terrell Pryor show. Darren McFadden's not going to have a good week. MJD, my faith is wavering. My faith is wavering, and he's hurt, and he's going against Seattle. Absolutely do not start him. Trent Richardson, everybody's talking about the trade. I think long-term, it's a great fantasy thing for Trent Richardson owners, but I think new offense, he's going to get half the carries he normally would, and he's going to get up against a tough matchup in San Francisco. Hey, before you go, how far away from Browns running backs do you think people should stay? Like this far, or this far, or this far? How far? If you're in a PPR league, I think you wait a little bit, and you and you look at Willis McGahee through binoculars. binoculars. But anybody else... No, you you b- close b- your eyes. Before we get to the picks, Bobby, just real quick, sure. real real quick in our fub league, I have Ahmad Bradshaw. Before I kick, <laughs> you, before I screwed. before I kick him to the bench, 
because um, that's what's going to happen. Should I still start him this week? Do you still expect him to get an okay amount of carries? Who, 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 who are your other who? running backs? Over who? Um, I, I have Wilson and AP. I think he's my flex guy. Instead, oh, it's, come on, it's instead AP. I put Eifert. I put Tyler Eifert. In, instead flex? of instead of him in the flex spot. He's a flex. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think Ahmad Bradshaw is a good play this week because they're gonna try to get their new acquisition involved, and they're going up against a tough run defense. I don't okay. like any Colts running back against the San Francisco's defense, especially with Trent Richardson. Hey now. guys, all right, pick them. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Oh man. I was hoping for the other pick'em music this time. Ah, oh, whatever. I love this pick'em music. This is intense. You know I, what? I, I like Let's it. get intense. It's- the Giants right now. Okay, they're gonna play the Panthers. I, I got the I got the Giants winning this one. I think they're finally gonna pull off their first one of the season. What say you know? All right, so Kenny's Giants. I gotta go Giants if they don't cancel the season. Yeah. Cancel this. I mean, they've been absolutely hideous thus far, but I don't think they fall to 0 3. Got to go to the Giants. Uh, no picks from the back on the Giants side, but on the Jets side, Julian is going Jets. I am going Jets to beat the Bills. Nolan Silvernagel is going. I'll go Jets. Gangrene till you die. I feel that. All right, so every, so I think everyone's going Jets right what, now. What about, so what, what did um, people in the back think about the Giants? That's what they thought. No, we're I didn't gonna hear go, anything. Uh, we're going to go Giants back here for me. Okay, nice. Kelly wants Giants. Two Giants. And okay. how about Jets? I'm going sticking I'm, with the I'm Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I'm the Giants. Julian <laughs> on the phone. Giants. I don't even know he had him. Giants, Giants, Giants in the back. And then I think Jets, Jets, Jets. Why well, want this to be Bills. official? Jets, because... Jets, Bills. So everyone except for Matt Morrow is picking the Bills. Let's keep going here. And our fun game to pick Texans Ravens is Texas Ravens. Texans, Texas Ravens. I don't know why I just said that. I got the Texans in this one. I think Matt Schaub and DeAndre Hopkins are going to show up. And the Ravens, Ray Rice, Ray, not nice. That's who he is. I'm going to go with the Texans as well. The Ravens, they look really shaky against the Browns. It's not going to happen I against the Texans. I thought you were going to say something else. So, Arian Foster turns it on this week even more. You know, now he's back from being injured. You know, fully this season, absolutely got to go Texans. Bang. Wait, in the back, who do we have? Well, guys, I got to go with uh, Joe Flacco and the Ravens this week. Okay, so we're going Ravens. Kelly, you're better Ravens. than Matt. Ravens, you kidding me? Okay, so Kelly has Ravens. What about you, Matt? I don't think so, guys. Houston. Houston, Houston from okay. Matt Morrow. Julian, he said, uh, I'm going conservative this week, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans. Give Ben Tate a touchdown in Baltimore. Ben Tate. Oh, I love it. I love Ben Tate. All right, let's keep going. Falcons, Dolphins, and this is the week that Ryan Tannehill shines and the Dolphins beat the Falcons in Miami. I definitely don't think so. I think it's going to be the Falcons right now. The Dolphins are a good team, but they're not on the level of Atlanta right now. I was going to say, I wish I could say you were on drugs, Kenny, but the Dolphins, Alvin Smith is. they played really well. Too soon. But there's no way I got to say the, Fal- the Falcons win the game. Uh, Julian Adienza has. Atlanta. Julio Jones going to take it all the way. Give him two touchdowns this week. I think in the back we have both Atlantas. Yep, Maddie Ice here. Maddie Ice and Maddie Nice. From Maddie Nice, Maddie Morrow. So I'm the only one taking uh, right now the Dolphins. I'm happy with that. Last one we're gonna pick here before we go to upsets: the Bengals and the Packers. Now I'm going to be conservative with this one because I don't think Andy Dalton. Uh, he's not gonna reach the color of his hair zone 
Oh, that was a, that was just a. I, I tried too hard to make that, jokes that was, on this that show. That was a little too um, hard for me. The Bengals are not going to get anywhere near beating the Packers. <laughs> I got Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Green Bay too. They came out with a fire last week. I think they're just going to continue it. Got to go with the Pack. Yeah, I just don't think Andy Dalton's good enough yet to win a shootout. You know, with the likes of Aaron Rodgers. So, got to go Green Bay. Absolutely. Oh, see, th- see, that is the music that I'm trying to hear. Well, when then I this do is pick for up. the most important part for the That's upset right. pick. This is like upset upset pick. picks. I'm going to go in reverse order. Julian Adienza, because you just. Uh, what? Chargers over Titans? That's not an upset. Well, they're favored by three points. That, hey, that, I, I think so. No, I want to say this. No, no, I want to say something too. Bobby, your upset pick was garbage last week. <laughs> the, the, that, that should not count towards your record. That is absurd. It's an upset pick, not like a close game pick. That I want to vacate that. All right? So if you're going to do All an right. upset pick, make it an upset pick. The Colts were home last week. Cardinals over the Saints. Cardinals over the Saints. There we That's go. We're making progress here. Kelly and Matt Morrow in the back. What do you got? All right, Kenny. Well, I got the Colts going over the 49ers this week out in San Fran. Okay. St. Louis over Dallas, if you cannot hear Matt Morrow, who is just whispering into that microphone. No, he's not. Uh, Bobby Gubin, who you got? Uh, you might hate me because of this, but, I mean, Steelers over the Bears. I know normally that would not be a big upset, but given the way Pittsburgh's been playing, to say that they're not going to go 0-3, to me, that's an, I'm saying them beating the Bears, who are 2-0, yes, that's an upset. I think the Steelers find every way possible not to fall 0-3 and manage to do it at home. No. You don't surprise me, Bobby. I'm going to go Tampa Bay over New England. Uh, I really feel wow. like Tampa Bay's going to be able to pull that one wow. out. Uh, no way. Uh, I'm looking here. And Detroit right now isn't it, it's is this too close for me? Yes. I want to pick if Detroit. He's yelling at me because I took Detroit, the Dolphins Washington? last week over yeah. the Colts. No, that's you not can't an call that an upset. That's that an upset. That's not an upset. Washington's favorite by three. If I picked Washington, would that be an upset? No, that's not an upset worthy pick. Pick Jacksonville it's over Seattle. It's a technical pick upset Jacksonville pick. over Seattle. Let's you, go home. No, nobody would pick Jacksonville over Seattle. You know, <laughs> I wanted to pick the Browns over the Vikings, but they're the Browns, so I can't do that. I am going to go. You know, Raiders you know. over Broncos. Let's go, Raiders over Broncos. <laughs> that's a good pick. That's a good pick. No, it's not. Terrell Pryor is my boy. He is my boy. And I was supposed to read the, Julian's upset pick in his voice, but he read it in his voice. But he would have said, the charges over to, to Titans. But they, he didn't That's pick that. Upset. He picked the Cardinals. That that, they picked the Cardinals as his upset. And I guess Nolan Silvernagel now is, we, you know, this is a special day. We're anointing you the sports pope because you have, you know, your verdicts have come down on everyone with who they can and cannot pick for this segment. So. I'm the judge. How does, right? how does it feel? It feels great. It feels like I feel, feel like a better, more powerful man than two minutes ago. Kelly Coltis <laughs> and Matt Morrow in the back. Bobby Gubin with Fantasy Football. Julian Adienza was here, but now he's not here all of a sudden. Nolan Silvernagel across from me. Go Jets! This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.